Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Welcome back, everybody. This is Midge Noble, and I am your host of the Gay With God podcast, and I am also the coach of the Gay With God coaching practice that I do, and I'm an author. So I have definitely spreading my wings and coming into my own and making sure that whatever I do is in alignment with who I am and what message I want to bring into the world. Mainly that message is one of inclusivity and authenticity. I want all of us to be included in the skin that we're in, where we feel most comfortable, where we feel like we're in alignment spiritually and emotionally and physically. It all has to be the total package. And I think that's why everything I do comes from that one voice of being gay with God. Because although my gayness does not identify all of me, it is me. It is a integral part of me. And that message that I bring to the world is that I expect to be included with equal rights and with love and affection, just like anyone who wants to be a part of this world would expect. And so that message that goes deeper than that, that spiritual part of us that resonates from somewhere that we didn't create. It is within us. And that message for me is that I am beloved. I am created by a divine being, in my opinion. And I believe that I have the right to fulfill my life goals and my direction based on what I feel called to do. And most recently, my calling was to write the memoir, Gay with God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story. And as I've said before in this format, that it has been a gut punch at times, and it has been very enlightening for me to go back and look at some of those memories and to pull them out. So when I did the book, I wanted it to be something that could be in any format. You can get it on your phone. You can get it on your tablet, Kindle, book form. And hopefully one day I can offer an audible for you guys that prefer that. I also wanted it to be something that was a conversation starter for maybe PFLAG parents, for LGBTQ meetup groups, for your book club groups. And so that's why I put some book club questions at the back of the memoir. And today I want to do a sample of those questions and give you an idea of what it would be like if you wanted to have a book club and use the Gay With God book in whatever group you're a part of that you think would resonate with it. So the book club questions I wrote are specific to what I went through and how it resonated with me. And then you can use those questions as starter points for you guys. There are not specific questions for specific chapters, although it sort of goes through chronologically 
the way the book is set up. However, you can have a question a night no matter what you're reading so you can decide how you want to do the questions but so I just thought I'd go through a few and see what we come up with and I'll go deeper into why I wrote those questions for some of us we're very isolated and we don't talk about our feelings in public or to many of our own friends sometimes we're very closed-mouthed about what we're going through and we have superficial friends some of us have very deep connected friends who know more about us but sometimes we hold that back so the first question I put in the book is that Midge struggled with feelings of unworthiness for most of her life have you experienced feelings of unworthiness either generally spiritually or professionally so I wanted to get you guys to start talking with each other a little deeper than you may normally in a book club this is an opportunity for you to go a little bit deeper with the people that you're hanging out with. And if it's a new book club that you've just joined, or if you're joint making this book club right now, you may not want to start with question number one. That may be a little bit too intimidating. But if you've been together for a while and you know each other, then that can be a really good place to start because you might not have ever talked about your unworthiness with other books you've read. Sometimes in our book clubs, spirituality isn't ever discussed. So this is a great opportunity to not only process for yourself, have I felt unworthy spiritually? Have I felt like I didn't measure up with the creator of my understanding? What about professionally? How many of us have such a complex when it comes to our professional life? I can remember that when I was a school counselor, I always felt like I was running ahead of myself, trying to make sure that I did things right, especially in the very beginning of my career. And when we took a summer break, even though I had been doing classroom guidance all year, individual sessions with kids, meeting with teachers, parents, I juggled many different things in that school counseling job. And then we took a summer break. And I remember the first year and many years after that I was terrified to go back in the fall it wasn't that I was just sad because I wasn't going to be able to lay around and take my time in the morning I was scared that I couldn't replicate what I had done the year before that just wasn't unworthiness that was also lack of self-confidence and definitely a feeling of imposter syndrome. And that is something that I think I've always dealt with, feeling like I wasn't quite prepared, wasn't ready, didn't have enough to give to people. So uh, it's so nice to be able to continue to move on this journey and be anxious with everything I do, but continue to lean in and do it anyway. So the imposter syndrome of course flared back up in the writing of this memoir and I felt so inadequate to do this and now that it's finished I now feel very anxious about putting it out into the world and getting the critiques that surely will come I'm prepared for that and I know that a lot of people will have something to say and it won't all be good but this is still my ministry it is my ministry to be able to connect with people who need to hear the message that you can, if you choose, to reclaim your faith and honor your story. So I hope that that question will be something your group wants to delve into a little bit and see where it takes you. Question two says that Midge was raised to believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God and that it can't be questioned. 
What beliefs about the Bible were you taught? Do these still ring true for you today? And that's an interesting question for me because I still have some of those old messages and tapes running through my brain. We all do, I think. And so that question let me continue to ponder, am I still resonating with some of those messages that aren't serving me? Do I still get caught up in the literal word of the Bible instead of seeing it as what I'm beginning to understand is really just a collection of very important stories that teach us a lot about the timing of where people lived in the community of Jesus, what their rabbinic beliefs were, what their rabbinic laws were, and what they were expected to do. Our world has opened up so much and has included so many more faiths. But back in Jesus' time, there was one. They believed in their God, and they believed that God was telling them these things. And that might have been true for them. But then we get to expand that a little bit. So what are we believing today? We certainly don't believe in the rules that were in Leviticus because... Of football. If you can't touch the skin of this animal, then you can't play football. What about all the different fabrics we wear? All of those laws were important for cleanliness and to save lives because they didn't have refrigeration. They had to do certain things a certain way. And they also had their own customs and traditions that had been passed down over the years. And it's sort of like us in our families. Each family does things a certain way because their family has always done it this way. And even if it doesn't make sense in 2023, we may still do it that way because it's our family tradition or a family expectation. So I hope this question opens up for you guys. What are you believing today? And do these beliefs still resonate and ring true for you? And if not, you can even take it a step further. What am I willing to do to make sure that I'm aligning myself with who I am authentically right now. And it's okay to always take stock and figure out where you are now and where you want to go emotionally, spiritually, in every facet of your life. Jumping ahead to question four, I put this in there specifically for people who may not be gay. So Number four says, if you are a parent, teacher, or ministry leader with an LGBTQIA plus child, when did you recognize or have a feeling that they may not be straight? So most parents don't think of this, but if you're reading this book because you want to learn more about why somebody thinks they can be gay with God, you probably have an inkling that your child may not be straight. So when did you start to think that? My mom asked me all through elementary school if I was gay. And I was like so freaked out by that question because I was learning in church that being gay was an abomination. So for her to ask me that question, it scared me because I wouldn't want her to think that I was the quote unquote evil one that was going to go to hell. So of course I denied it because I also believed that I was telling the truth at that time. She asked me all through high school because I didn't date. We weren't really allowed to go to movies until we were 16. So of course we didn't date and we didn't get to do many things away from the family. So um, 
I didn't have a big dating life or social life because we just didn't have the opportunity to do that at that point in my life. So for her to continue to ask that question, even through college, she would ask me if I was gay. Funny, though, that when I was finally ready to come out to her, she had quit asking that question. I was going to say, the next time she asks me, (laughs) she must have had that kind of mama radar. It was like, oh, she's going to be totally honest about this, and now I don't think I I want to know. (laughs) I don't know exactly what she thought about that, but it was interesting to me that she stopped asking as soon as I was ready to tell. But if this person is a PFLAG parent or someone that picked up this book or your book club decided to read it and they might even be a little cagey about it and not want to answer this question, but I thought I wanted to give people a chance that may not be gay but reading this book to have a question that's specific to them and what they are dealing with as far as their child or maybe even their their husband or wife who you may be living with and thinking, you know what, this is a little bit different and, and I'm not really sure that my spouse is heterosexual or maybe they're bisexual or pansexual what's the deal you know that you could you have these inner knowings that you can push back and and completely deny to yourself but they're all those whispers of your soul calling you closer and closer to your authenticity and that's when it's something that you know in your soul that something's not right you just can't pin it down So this is an opportunity for someone in that situation maybe to have a question that can open up conversation for them. Question number five says, Midge often struggled with doubts and fears regarding God and her salvation. What faith struggles are you experiencing or have experienced in your relationship with the God of your understanding? So for me, I like that question because doubts and fears have always been something I struggled with and for those of you who are more like me than somebody who's very confident and self-aware and ready to just take on the world this is going to give you a chance to really talk about some faith struggles you are experiencing I have friends who have never doubted God's existence never cared that they don't know where God came from. It just never is a big deal to some people that I know. For me, it was always a big deal. And you'll see in my memoir when you read it that that even at the tender age of five-ish, I was questioning who made God. And I really needed at that time to have some understanding of where God came from. I would still, of course, love to know, and I I reference that in the book as well, because I don't have all the answers to all the questions in my brain. At this point in my life, though, it's not a struggle. It is okay that I don't have the answer, although I still would love to have the answer, but it's not something that I think that I need to complete that in order to stand in faith. Because for me now, faith is why I have a relationship with the God of my understanding, not because I understand all the Bible, not because I agree with everything that's in the Bible, and not because I have the magic answer as to who made God. Faith is what is resonating inside me, whether I have all the answers to questions or not. But we still struggle. I know that I struggled big time when our dog Roddy went missing, and that story that I retell in the memoir still resonates with me today. I will not take my dogs outside without a leash on ever, which is not the point of why Roddy got missing. You'll you'll see 
how he got missing and what he went through and why he was gone. But the fact is that I am so traumatized by searching for him that I am scared to death to have to go through that again. Now, my faith says that God was with me during that time, but I wasn't sure during that time that God was hearing me, that God was listening to me. My faith, though, never stopped in wanting to believe and pray and hope that God was listening and Roddy would be returned home. There have been very many moments in my life where my faith has taken a hit and I struggle. As I was leaning back into church and all of a sudden we have a pandemic and my priest gets sick and then he needs a liver transplant and I'm thinking oh great the gay girl who is supposedly an abomination to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has now created a world calamity and possibly the death of my priest I know that sounds totally dramatic but that's how little belief I had in my worthiness at that point as far as spiritual things go. I believed in other things that I could do and I was confident in some things but at that moment my faith was not strong enough to handle big time issues and I'm so happy that now my faith is stronger after this time being back into church. And so when our priest was called to do an interim position away from our parish and leave our parish, although I don't like it and I'm struggling to, you know, with my grief of missing him and his awesome wife, I am not faithless. I do believe that I'm going to be taken care of and I do believe that I have a new journey that I'm now going to take separate from them. So it is not about always having a perfect faith and always being able to believe that God is always there because when you're grieving, when you're tired, when you're being knocked down day after day by something, faith is one of those things that we may cling to or we may feel is in jeopardy. And so this question gives you the opportunity to get some support, I hope, from your book club and also from your friends and be able to start to identify for yourself what you're really going through and what you're feeling. All in all, I have eight questions for you guys to explore as a book club. And for those of you who do not have a book club, you may want to start one. The one thing I hope that all of you guys will do as you read through this book is when you look at those book club questions, those are great entries also to be able to meditate on your own thoughts and feelings about it, maybe journal about it a little bit, and come to a deeper understanding of where you're at. And then you may, if you're in coaching or therapy, share that with your therapist or your coach and let them support you through the struggles and the journeys that you have. Some therapists are not comfortable talking about spirituality, especially if you're in a mental health center or you're in a specific group that may not be spiritually inclined. There are Christian counselors out there who may or may not be supportive of who you have been created to be. So always, if you do need support and if you don't have it, if you're in a supportive relationship but they are unwilling or unable based on where they're working to talk about your spirituality, please reach out and find somebody who can. 
being able to talk openly about your life, about your partner or spouse, about your struggles with being gay in the world, uh, being queer, however you identify, we all need support. And sometimes you can find someone who's not queer that can support you. And sometimes you may feel more comfortable going to someone who understands what it's like to be gay in the United States right now, politically and socially. So make sure you're taking care of yourself and make sure that you know that you always have support. In the back of the memoir, you have all of the links that you need to connect with me. I am so honored to serve you guys through this podcast. I am honored to serve people through my coaching practice, Gay With God. I am very honored to serve people at my parish. So me being gay has nothing to do with some of that stuff, and it has everything to do with how I resonate in the world. I am gay with God, and because God is in the core, in the central part of who I am, everything from that comes from that space. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I don't ever expect to be on this earth. But I do believe that when I live authentically, I am my happiest and most productive because I believe that our authenticity shines and attracts the right people to us and attracts us to the offerings that we're expected to do in the world. So I try to lead with love. I try to have compassion in action. I try to make sure that every breath I take and thought I think and feeling that comes up is aligned with who I believe God is creating me to be. And I don't think I'm done. That's why I said creating me to be. I'm, I know I'm created by God, but I continue to evolve because I'm not done. At the end of the epilogue of the book, I write, my memoir has been written but my life story is not over. I have always said, as long as I am still above ground and still breathing, I am not done. And speaking of book clubs, wouldn't it be fun if we had one together? I actually hadn't thought about this until I was getting ready for this podcast, and I thought, ooh, that would be fun. Instead of the Ask Me Anything group that I've been doing once a month, what if we did a book club once a month? Who knows? We'll see where God takes that. (laughs) And if you're already in an existing book club, I really hope that you will consider picking up the Gay With God memoir and making that your next book selection. Books will be on sale starting October 11th. You can pre-order them through Amazon now, and they will be delivered after October 11th, which is the original launch date. So I'm so excited to see where God takes this memoir. I'm excited to hear from you what you think about it. Please feel free to email me your thoughts, any additional questions that may come up throughout the time that you read the book. I would be more than happy to respond to you. I am very available to hear your thoughts and to answer your questions. So everybody, thank you so much for coming today and listening to this podcast. I always feel like we're in person. (laughs) That's old school talking. To connect with me, you can go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and see all of my links from this show page, including the offering from Dr. Keith Brown. He has the Wipeout Trauma course, and that link is on the show page today. 
This course is specifically for you if you are LGBTQ+, especially if you are raised in the conservative evangelical church. Chances are pretty good that you have experienced abuses due to your identity, and these abuses have resulted in identity trauma. Keith is a bisexual male, and after working on his own healing as well as that of his clients for over 30 years, Keith decided to take all his personal and professional experience and put it into a digital course to help you. In this Wipeout Trauma course, Keith will lead you on a 10-day journey to create a systematic and practical plan that you will practice daily so that you can begin to heal. Healing takes time, effort, and Keith believes a game plan. This course will give you that plan. As a bonus, Keith includes a forum community where you can ask questions, get support, and make connections with other students. This is an incredible and practical course, and it's available for you now at a low price that you just won't believe. So you can find that link on the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Also, check out our Facebook group, Gay with God. We do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. If you need support to help you through your coming out and or faith journey, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and connect with me. Tonight, we are actually having our faith journey group on September 18th at 6.30. And so if you're hearing me sometime today and you want to join the group in order to participate, go to the Gay With God Facebook group, answer all the membership questions, and I'll invite you inside and you can join tonight. If you are listening to this podcast and questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, are not even sure if you are gay, God has always been with you, even when you didn't know it. You have always been gay with God. If you're struggling with this journey, please connect with me and you can have a complimentary session to see if we're a good fit for a coaching experience. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.